Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wow. Hello and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Tolson. Pete, how are you doing? The amount of people who get in touch with me asking me about uh, how to get certification uh, to be a certified Japanophile, uh, it's very enjoyable, but I'm not sure I should be responsible for the printing out of all the certificates. I still maintain that that is a lucrative business, Japanophile mm. certification, <laughs> although we might have to brand it something that sounds a little less sinister. Mm. Anyway, how are you doing, Pete? I'm What's good, man, on? yeah. I'm just kind of planning for the, the next year. Um, do you know what? I, no, planning for my arrival. Planning for your Don't arrival. That. Yeah, you're, you're here next, ne- very, very soon, do you're here next week, so uh, we'll hopefully record next some week. podcasts yeah. in studio, which is always very enjoyable. I think we, yeah. I think this is our record year for podcasts recorded in studio, because you've been here so much. I have been here a fair bit. I'm, I, I'm really looking forward to coming back. Um, as I mentioned last week, I'm a Christmas man, and if you like Christmas, <laughs> Japan is not a great country to be in. Um, what do you want me to bring? What do you want Santa Chris oh. to bring you this Christmas on my flight back next week? How long's the flight? 13 hours? I don't want to think about it. I don't like flying. <laughs> I have a mild fear of flying. Um, yeah. But I'm going to run through Narita Airport. I'm going to pick out something. What kind of thing would you like me to pick out I'm as I'm running like, through the I'm airport as a, a gift? Cool bag, a cool bag, and a cool. <laughs> no, uh, a cool, ooh, cool I bag. I don't know. Just get get us a small box of calorie mate. <laughs> Brilliant, calorie mate. What is calorie mate for those of you out there that don't know? Well, what's calorie they mate? They seem Pete? to call it like crackers or biscuits, but um, it's just shortbread, right. isn't it? It is mm. shortbread with a twist. It's shortbread that tastes disgusting. Mm. It's shortbread it's like loaded with calories. Basically, yeah, if you're climbing like Mount Fuji or something, you take a big box of calorie, mate. Yeah. I think in my Mount Fuji video, I did actually eat it and I was nearly sick because it tastes like shortbread that's gone off. It's really quite unpleasant. <laughs> Very oily. Don't eat calorie, mate. Stick with the energy jelly instead. <laughs> um, but yes, I've had a busy week. Okay. I was teaching. I became a, a teacher this weekend. Senpai. Great teacher, Chris. Wow. Senpai. What was I teaching? Do you know? Um, armed, uh, hand-to-hand combat. 
hand-to-hand combat, armed combat. Uh, I could probably do well going on a course in that myself. I would like to know some arm, some hand-to-hand combat. No, I was teaching the way to becoming a successful YouTuber. Do you know what that is, Pete? Do you know how to become a successful YouTuber? Mate, I'm only there. I've got 20,000 views on my Japan uh, video, so wow. you, you're, you're teaching <laughs> grandma how to suck eggs. Or edit eggs. <laughs> oh man, how many um, how many subscribers has your YouTube channel got now? Just a couple of thousand. Don't worry about it. It's not about the subscribers. It's about the people who see my content, man. Um, it's about passion, it's isn't about it? About passion. Definitely. Passion for the game. Passion. I've not released a video since course. summer. Uh, <laughs> that was my two-day workshop at Temple University in Tokyo. I literally just said the word passion mm. over and over. Until people learnt that YouTube is all about passion. How no, YouTube's then? not about passion. It was all right. Um, on my, so I did a two-day workshop. Each day was six hours long. The first day we focused on building a brand, building a channel, and yeah. the second day we focused on content. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed it. The first day, it went well, but the night before, I didn't sleep at all whatsoever. Mm. I think I had about thirty minutes sleep. I went to bed at two a.m. and I had to get up for like seven a.m. And you know when you go to bed early. Or you go to bed late, yeah. but you need to get up early. Yeah. And so you feel like, oh, I need to get to sleep, get to sleep now, let's go, let's go. So you feel a sense of pressure. Mm. Uh, my body did that, and basically I didn't sleep until about 6.30am. Oh, and no. then I had to get up at 7am. So I was like shaking, I got a taxi, and I was sitting in the back of this taxi sort of shaking and quivering, going all funny. And then I checked into McDonald's, got a checked mega in. muffin. Like a hotel. <laughs> checked into McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, grabbed a mega room, muffin sir. and a coffee. <laughs> grabbed that mega muffin. Co- and like Popeye, mm. no less, after I had my mega muffin, I burst in the room and I taught them the secrets to success. And it went all right. But yeah, oh. by the end of the day, I did just sort of fall over as I walked out the classroom. I sort of stacked it and just died. But uh, yeah, it went well. There was about 14, 15 people. Mm. And um, most people there wanted to set up a YouTube channel, but were a little bit on the fence about it, what it entailed, what the benefits were, if it was worth it. And hopefully mm. a few of them will actually leave the class and, and go ahead and do it. My aim was basically, I had two aims. The first was... Uh, what if you had to start a YouTube channel in 24 hours? And what if you had to reach 100,000 subscribers in 18 months? And the whole ah. course kind of was aimed at answering those two what-if questions. Um, I'll probably do it again. I really enjoyed it. I'll probably do it again. So keep an eye out, folks. If you're in Japan or in Tokyo and you want to learn about the secrets to YouTube, um, next year I will promote that. I think it might be around August, but cool. a lot of fun. A lot of fun indeed. How, how, yes. How did it? Um, was it was it uh, many Japanese people or just um, a, a, a split? It was about seventy five percent Western and twenty five percent Japanese, ah. um, which is probably better because you know I my sense of humour and my nuances don't translate well into Japanese. My sarcasm and mm. yeah, I I've, yeah, but um, no, everyone there was lovely. It was lovely. good, and uh, I wouldn't hesitate to do it again. I enjoy teaching, you know. Being somebody asked me, "Why are you doing this? Why, as an established YouTuber, why would you why ever teach are a class?" You doing this? And I guess, I guess to some extent, it is weird for a YouTuber with a million. It sounds a real narcissistic, terrible thing to say, but I don't know many YouTubers that would have done it. Mm. Um, because why bother spending two days teaching fourteen people when you make videos that will be watched by hundreds of thousands of people? You know, that's a much bigger impact. But. I don't know, it's just nice listening to other people's stories, and I'm not qualified to teach many things in this world. Uh, I never particularly felt qualified to teach English. Um, (laughs) But I think teaching YouTube or how to do YouTube is 
one of the few things I can do, having done it every day for seven years now. So that's why I did it. Don't teach for money. Teach because you love it, because you certainly don't make any money teaching. But, uh, you know, I really enjoyed it, and I'll be doing it again one day soon next year. But we now turn our attention to hotels once again. The other week we brought up the hotel, the cheapest hotel in Japan. How much was it, Pete? It was about a dollar, wasn't it? Was it was one dollar, 100 yen. The cheapest 100 hotel. Yen. Perfect. But why was it 100 yen? Do you remember? Uh, because well, I've got I've got updated news on this, actually. Um, the uh, man in... Oh, God, where the hell was it? It was Fukuoka, wasn't it? But it was uh, in a really popular it was, area. Yeah. Ten, Tenzing? I can't remember where it is. Either way, um, a man had a hotel. Tenjin, a little bit yep. down on his luck. Didn't get as many uh, people through the door as he'd like. So uh, one room in his hotel is the 100 yen hotel. Uh, and you can go in there for 100 yen, a dollar a night, and you can sleep. The only catch is he films you and broadcasts it on YouTube. Um, and uh, <laughs> You just made popular. that sound so sinister then. It is sinister. It's a weirdo. Um, <laughs> well. and, when, and, when there's nobody in, and when there's nobody in the 100 yen hotel room, he just films himself going about his day. Um, he's got a big gaming chair and he just potters about doing his, doing his work. Um, but recently, I think um, the YouTube channel's actually been hacked. Um, somebody's just uh, no. change it, change it to like a Sean Hannity sort of fan page. It's so bizarre. So I think he's been locked what? out of his own account, unfortunately. Oh no, yeah. that's a really Check. bizarre twist of events. Very strange. What was it actually called? Do you remember I, what the uh, channel was called I mean, before one, it got hacked? One, honestly, just Google One Dollar Hotel and you'll be able to find it. Um, that was it, One Dollar yeah. Hotel. Yeah. And, and it's, that and was the name of the channel. It, it's yeah, yeah, that was the name of the channel, and you find it, and it's just like. Uh, Hilariously, it's um, it's now a, a Sean Hannity fan site. How how did you hear about this? How did you know? Because I was showing everybody. I was so um, enamoured by the story of the one hundred yen hotel, the one dollar hotel uh, that you provided me. Uh, you know, the podcast doesn't end well, when I ship off at the end of the podcast. I you know, I'm I'm using the <laughs> information you've given me, senpai. <laughs> well, you are a serial Japanophile. Um, exactly. <laughs> that sounds really bad. It gets it really worse is. every time I say yeah. it. Um, I'm looking at I'm looking at his channel now. It seems to be restored. If that oh, is, is the it? case, right, okay. Okay. one dollar hotels back up, okay. and there is a live camera of him now sitting at his computer with a face mask on, typing away, having a whale <laughs> of a time. And looking over the videos, they are getting decent views. One mm. day ago, thirteen thousand views. Uh, that's probably twenty dollars, maybe. Right. Okay. Um, but the reason that he wanted to do this was because he wanted to what? He wanted to monetize uh his customers basically by mm. making these live shows. Um so it was a good idea in yeah. principle. The execution, well, but I think if you're coming over next year to Japan, which you said last week you're coming over in February, right? Mm, you're coming hopefully, over in February. Yeah, for a few days, yeah. Well, what are we waiting for? <laughs> Let's go to the $1 hotel. Let's well, make this happen. Look, I was watching a guy and because of the time difference, the guy was just getting up. <laughs> And he clearly had what could only be described as a gentleman's morning excitement. Um, right, now, brilliant. people don't need to see my gentleman's morning excitement, uh, unless they really want to. And, you know, the email address is there. But no. they don't need to see that. So I would uh, be a little... I'm a, I'm a slightly private person. Uh, well, in some you ways. have to wear clothes in this video. In the, he was wearing um, clothes. In he had a gentleman's hotel. excitement. Right. Disgusting, unbelievable! Um, once again, he did it. the family, f- 
the family-friendly status of this podcast is within doubt once more. Um, <laughs> but no, I think we're going to make this happen. What do you want, ladies and gentlemen? Let us know at brawnjapanpodcast at mm. gmail.com. Do you want to see us go to the $1 hotel? Yeah. Do you want to see us live in Fukuoka in a room wondering what to do? <laughs> we can just play like some mediocre game, like ping pong or some sort of weird little <laughs> game in the room. don't know. It'll be a little bit daunting, letting everyone know where we are for 12 hours. Mm. I could certainly see something bad unfolding Fukuoka, there um, but it is Fukuoka land of excitement mm. but while we are on the subject of hotels and accommodation in Japan there is a rather interesting hotel that's opening up uh, this week I think it's just opened up two days ago actually it is well what's better Pete than a capsule hotel and a cat cafe uh, what's I'm, better? Presume, I'm presuming something that combines the two feed line <gasps> that's right a cat capsule hotel. A cat cafe capsule hotel. That's right. It's a new concept in Tokyo. I think it's in Tokyo or Osaka. Should have done my research there. Uh, basically, a cat cafe has opened with a capsule hotel built into the side of it. Uh, you check in, you go into your capsule, and there's a window on the edge of your capsule uh, on the side where your head kind of goes to sleep and your head rests. Uh, it's, you can hide it with a curtain. But if you pull back the curtain and you look through the window, you can see straight into the Cat Cafe. How cool is that? <laughs> cat Cafe Hotel. So you can just peek and into the cats. I guess that makes the capsule feel a little larger. Probably, because that's my main mm. criticism. That's the reason I don't stay in capsule hotels or the pods, because I feel a little bit claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, but here, yeah, you can pull back the curtain, you can see straight into the Cat Cafe. Best of all... The really exciting bit uh, is you get radio. You can have radio-controlled toys that allow you to play with the cats from beyond the glass. <laughs> so you can look through the window into the cat cafe and play with like a remote-control car or a little remote-control ball and entertain the cats and stuff. That's kind of cool. Mm. I think that's kind of funky. And for someone like me uh, and you, we're both allergic to cats. Uh, what better way to interact with cats without running the risk of getting an allergy? It's like cat allergic in a reaction. Cat in a bubble. Cat um, in a bubble um, to be played with. And and um, your, your love of Robot Wars obviously plays into how cool it would be to radio <laughs> control a, a little car bothering a lot of cats. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I do love Robot Wars. Um, no, the Cat Cafe, though, one thing... I mean, I guess some people might think, oh, this is a bad idea, you know, because you can literally fall asleep with the curtain open just staring at the cats, watching them just sitting there all night long. It might be quite therapeutic. It might be quite relaxing. Um, but all the cats in the cat cafe are actually rescue cats. And so the concept uh, is basically that you can kind of go in, you can see a cat you like, and if you kind of bond with it, if you like it while you're staying overnight, you can kind of take it on, take it home, and um, you know make it your pet cat, oh. which I think is quite nice. It's quite nice. Um, rescue cat, it's a bit- capsule hotel, cat cafe. It's a little bit like the um, red light district in Amsterdam where the women are in the windows. <laughs> it's a bit like that for me, Clive. <laughs> oh, dear. Red light cat capsule mm. hotel. Red light, red light you, cat well, capsule hotel, yeah. Another twisted thought from the mind of Pete Dolson there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 8,500 8, yen a night. It's a little bit pricey. Um, it's quite a lot pricier than the aforementioned $1 hotel. Mm. But, you know, I think if you're into cats, it's a pretty cool place to be, even if it is the same price as a business hotel. <laughs> um, so if you're into cats, there you go. You going to go, old. Pete, in February? I'm not, I'm not that much of a cat person. Where is it, Tokyo? Ah, uh, mm. it is in Tokyo, yeah. Yeah. 
They've got enough room. What would you rather do? One dollar hotel or Cat Cafe Capsule Hotel? Well, I'm a little bit allergic to dogs, but if I just have like a bedroom, just a hotel room and there's a dog in every bedroom and you can take it for walks and stuff, fantastic. What? Where's that? Where's Where's this? Well, I don't know. I just, I'm just having a... If you can have a cat cafe like that, I think you should be allowed a dog cafe. <laughs> I, you know what? I, there are dog cafes do exist. I've yet to go in one. Um, they're not as popular mm. in Japan, obviously. But uh, people love cats a lot more than dogs here. Yeah. I'm more a dog person, so... Uh, well, it's just limited space, sucks, isn't it, I suppose? I, I, I've told you about that one it in is, Osaka, yeah. that every time I've tried to go in there, he never lets me in, so... Furious. <laughs> yeah. You never much... Never have much luck with the dog cafe, but uh, <laughs> yeah, there's um, my friend, good friend Charla, uh, who you met when we were in Kyoto last mm-hmm. year. She recently went to an Airbnb that came with cats, uh, and I, she put a video on YouTube. She's doing Vlogmas at the moment, where basically you have to make a vlog every single day for Christmas. Oh, it's no. Christmas combined with vlogs, <laughs> hence the name Vlogmas. But she went to an Airbnb in uh, Tokyo. I can't remember where it was, Shibuya or somewhere. Um, and it came with like four, four or five cats. So, another option there <laughs> if you're into cats. It's not just the Cat Cafe Capsule Hotel. It's no. also Airbnb with cats. I think you could probably find it either by looking at Charlotte's video or just typing in Airbnb with cats Tokyo. Mm. But there you go, cats, cats, um, cats. But on the subject of well, I don't really know how the second news story connects to that. Uh, I saw an interesting article. We always talk about how people in Japan obey the rules. Um, and how, you know, I think Japan's an easy place to get away with committing crimes, petty crimes. Do you remember last year, Pete, we had the guy who burgled his own convenience store, the manager mm, of like a 7-Eleven. That's right, yeah. He robbed a, his own store in a, in a, in a, in a mask, mask, in a hat or a mask, and he was like, give me the money. He kind of walked in, went up to the till, and was like, empty the till, give me the money. And the staff were like, Steve. Is that you to catch you? Is that Steve? Steve, is that you? stop being and silly. And he sort of, he, and uh, and then he pretended it was training, didn't he? He sort of said, "Oh, it is. It was training. You've passed the test by not giving me the money." Yeah, <laughs> and he snuck off and got arrested. Um, <laughs> but turns out, guy in Osaka has been skipping train fares for four years, saving eight hundred thousand yen, which I think equates to about eight thousand dollars. $8,000 of railway fares. Mm. Um, how do you think he's been doing this, Pete? How do you think he's been doing it? Well, I don't it? know, because all of the um, all of the gates seem to be very well guarded in the train station, so mm. I don't really know how he's managed to do it. Well, for those of you who haven't been to Japan yet, um, in the UK we have train doors. Like when you, when you go to a train ticket machine, the doors are already closed, obviously, and you put the ticket in, the doors open, and you walk through. Whereas in Japan... At train ticket machines, the doors are always open because there's so many commuters that use trains in cities like Tokyo, Osaka. Presumably, they felt like it speeds it up if you don't have to open the doors or wait for the doors to open. So you use your PassMo card or your Suica card and you tap it, or you put in your ticket and then you just walk through. But the doors just remain open the whole time. In the event that you don't present a ticket or you don't press your card, your PassMo card against the reader, the doors slam shut and castrate you. In a, in a relatively painful fashion, as has happened to me at least three times. And it's very scary. It's quite unpleasant. Um, basically, this guy, he's, he's in his 50s. He's 51 years old. Uh, and he's from Nara. And every day he would travel from Nara City, the ancient capital, mm. uh, which is about 40 minutes from Osaka. And he would travel from Nara to Osaka. 
uh, and the ticket he'd buy a ticket for about one dollar ten, hundred and twenty yen. However, the fare he needed was seven hundred and ten yen. Uh, but for, for over <laughs> over a period of four years, it turned out what he was doing was he was basically running through through the gates uh, behind other people uh. in a very well timed fashion. That he was basically kind of like stealing their fare yeah. to some extent, yeah. um, which is pretty hard to do. So the fact he was able to time that suggests a degree of sophistication ninja. or swift footing. Uh, yeah, ninja man. Uh, not bad for a 51-year-old. No, yeah. Although when he started, he would have been 48, 47. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but they, they finally rumbled him because uh, I think one of the passengers turned around and was like, what are you doing? Mm. Why You've just Why stolen you my that, fare. Yeah. You can't do that. Reported him. And now he's being arrested and charged 800,000 yen. Um, and the police said he admitted to the charges, telling investigators, I did it for four years because I wanted, and I quote, I, I wanted some play money. Don't, I mean, don't, play admit money. The, don't admit the four years bit. <laughs> just say you just did it that day because you're know, feeling right? a bit excitable. How honest is that? What an honest man. <laughs> what a great man. I wanted some play uh, money. <laughs> yeah, why did, why did he say I've done it for four years? He could have just said, oh, you know, I've just been doing it. Today, this week, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm a little bit short. How long have you been doing this? How long have you been doing this? Not four years, uh, Ryota. <laughs> four, yeah, f- not f- definitely not four years. What a muppet! There you go. Love it. But uh, it reminds me, reminds me of that time. Do you remember a few years ago? I think you, two, one or two years ago, the uh, the park in Shinjuku, Shinjuku Park, lovely park. You have to pay mm, to get in. I uh, it turned out one of the guys at the gate was not charging foreigners because he was intimidated by foreigners. Uh, and he'd let like five hundred thousand dollars worth of, of foreign travellers yeah. come into Shinjuku Park without charging them, all because he said there was once an altercation, and after that he felt afraid to charge foreigners. He just, he just, uh, and they sued English, him. He lost his pension. His English wasn't very good, was it? So he was just letting people through. Oh, I, I, I think about the story a lot. It's so sad. It is. I kind of, I, I yeah, I, I always still think about it as well for some reason. I think it's just. Just picture this sad, mm. elderly Japanese man running Shinjuku Park and just me coming over as a foreigner and being like, oh, two tickets. And he's like, no, 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 just go. Just, just go. Get out of my face. Go through. Get away. Get away. Leave me alone. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I never met him. When I went to Shinjuku Park, I was charged the full admission. Yeah. But if, you, uh, if you're if you listening to this and you went to Shinjuku Park and you got in for free, let us know. Let us know if you met the man in question. Mm. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. We now turn our attention to the fax machine. What have we got, Mr. Donaldson, this week? We've got an email from Brian in Fort Wayne, Indiana, US of A. Hi, Chris and Pete. Big fan of the podcast and the AIJ YouTube channel. I recently got back from my extended vacation of travelling around Japan for a few months. I loved it for the most part, but did have a few issues. I was hoping you could help me understand one of them, since I'm still kind of bothered by it. There were so many places that I saw signs prohibiting photographs. I know the Japanese don't like their pictures taken without permission, and that's fine. But not being able to take them in museums and historical sites is annoying, but understandable as there's something you can find in other countries as well. But there were also shops and restaurants where you weren't allowed to take pictures, even if you post them uh, on the internet. That's just free advertising. I was in uh, one of the used toy shops in Denden Town uh, and tried to use my phone to take a picture of some of the figures, but an employee, an employee uh, tapped me on the shoulder and gave me the X sign with her arms. Uh, sort of like a wrestler who's can't wrestle. That's what the referee does. Um, have any either of you had experiences like this? And do you have any insight as to why the Japanese hate free advertising so much? Thanks, and keep up the great work. And uh, Brian from Indiana sent in some photos as well. Yeah. Underneath that, there's Brian standing with a coolish, uh, coolish ice cream pouch mm. hanging from his mouth. It's a bit. Um, it looks a bit uh, like do you remember when Dirty Den got caught on a webcam. Uh, doing some something naughty. It looks a bit like that. Brilliant. For those of you who are familiar Brilliant. with the TV show in England, EastEnders. Which I'm not, and I'm from the UK, and oh, I hate that show. Yeah. Uh, but, and he's also, Brian's also given us uh, a photo of a T-shirt, which is 3,000 yen, which is a lot of money, I think, yeah. for the T-shirt, given the questionable English on the front of the T-shirt. It says, ah, oh, camping. A great excuse to... Amusing factory in true justice. <laughs> What's going on there? Oh, it doesn't make sense. It's like four sentences in one. <laughs> Our camping. A, lot of a great excuse to amusing factory and true justice. Just a lot in there. Is camping, is camping a great excuse to an amusing factory and true justice? Don't know. <laughs> so I t- not when them, who thought that up? Not when them bears are around stealing your picnic baskets. <laughs> It's like he, someone whacked that into Google Translate. Whatever. I mean, usually I can reverse engineer these phrases, yeah. right? I can look at it and I have a rough idea what the Japanese was trying to say. Here, it looks like someone got drunk, 
messed about on Google Translate and this happened. Uh, anyway, back to Brian's question uh, about photos. It seems like he uh, was a little bit upset about the shop giving him the cross for using his camera and taking some photos. A lot of shops in Japan have rules where you can't take photos um, because, well, they don't. They get worried that other shop uh, or other people in the shop are going to be in photos and compromise mm. their privacy. Um, that's the main reason I find. You know, they want to protect other customers. Um, I think it's a shame. Definitely, I do think it's a shame. But I think it's mainly just because a lot of foreign tourists particularly from some certain Asian countries, take a lot of photos in shops and get in the way of lots of people and are very thoughtless uh, about it. And so there's probably a factor there. Yeah, if but it is quite frustrating. If you're running a shop and you've compiled like all of these beautiful retro toys and, and no one's buying them, they're just taking pictures of them and then you know putting them on the internet. I mean, it's, it, it kind of it defeats well, the object of a it, shop, really. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, I had a problem. I have this problem with filming a lot of the time. Mm. Um, again, I understand if they don't want me to put someone's face in the video. I don't want to compromise anyone's secret, awkward date. Uh, but I tried to get into a maid cafe. I can't remember if I mentioned this about two or three weeks back, but Natsuki and I tried to get into a maid cafe to make a video. Yeah. And we tried two, and they both were like, no, you can't come in, you can't film anything, go away. And that really annoyed me. Um, because I know lots of YouTubers that have been able to get in, but only if it's sponsored by the Maid Cafe, right. only if the Maid Cafe has kind of paid for it, mm. which seems counterproductive. I pointed out, you know, the Abroad in Japan channel has a fair few subscribers. A lot of people might see this, it might be good for business, but they were just really twatty about it, right. and it pissed me off. And so I didn't go, uh, I'm not going to go out of principle now, but uh, I'm still going to try and cover one next year. I'm still going to try and do it, but uh, yeah, that really annoyed me. Uh, and I know... For a fact, if I'd gone there with Natsuki and we'd secretly filmed it on a small camera mm. or an iPhone or something, it would have been fine. No one would have raised a question. Nobody would have cared. But the fact we asked for permission, we asked for permission in advance, and they still said no. That really annoyed me. Um, so if one of my, you know, if another YouTube channel just goes in and sneaks in and films it without asking for permission, they can get the scoop. They can get the, the video scoop. in a way that I can't. <laughs> just because I play by the rules. Yeah. Bloody annoying. Shy kids getting out. There you go. The moral of the story is be evil. Don't be play by the rules. Evil. Break the rules. Uh, we can't. Get 800,000 yen by not paying train fares. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we've got one from Joel. He says, hi, Pete and Chris. Uh, greetings from, is it Basel or Basel? Basel yeah. Greetings from Basel, Switzerland. Uh, lovely city. I did drive through it once, mm. even though I can't pronounce it. I really enjoy listening to the podcast while I'm cycling to university or when I'm working. I was in Japan this July, and I enjoyed it very much. I was surprised when at several situations in bars or even at restaurants, Japanese people paid uh, for our food or offered us drinks. Uh, so is this typical behaviour for Japanese people, or just a kind offer to smoothen the way uh, into having small talk and a conversation with us. Thanks for the response and continue your exciting work. Best regards, Joel. Uh, have you ever had a free like drink or a free meal of anyone, Pete? Yeah, I've had a in few Japan? little bits and bobs. I remember being in uh, uh, Kobe and um, in a bar and the uh, woman gave us some particularly expensive um, peas. <laughs> Wasabi, not wasabi peas. Expensive peas. Yeah, like like little beans. And she said these are really good. These, and I, they, they were very good. To be fair, they were very good. <laughs> Premium. These are very good. These. Yeah. I hope she said it in that way. <laughs> um, colloquial British expression. These are good. These. Um, I. What have I got? I mean, I've got a fair bit of stuff. I've been here seven years now. Um, the best thing I ever got 
Well, the cherries, the time I went to a, a hot spring oh, in yeah. Yamagata and I got out and some some guy, must have been in his 60s, just walked over and went, oh, look, here's a box of cherries. And I was I was like, oh, ch- cherries, yeah. And they were good cherries, to be fair. Yamagata's famous for them, so it kind of mm. makes sense. But nevertheless, it was a bit weird for a stranger to randomly approach me and just hand over a box of cherries. Um, <laughs> it's one of the benefits of living in Japan. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've had a fair bit. I think the reason they're doing it is just to be nice. Um, you didn't specify where you were when this happened, Joel, but um, typically in the countryside or outside of places like Tokyo, it's quite likely to happen because for the most part, most Japanese people don't get to meet or interact with foreigners on a daily basis or a weekly or, in fact, monthly basis. It's still quite rare for Japanese people to meet foreigners. So when they do, or they come into contact with them, obviously... They want to make a good impression. They want to look nice and hospitable. Mm. Uh, and that's the easiest way to do it. Get a free beer. Um, so there you go. But uh, no, it's quite typical. And if you've had anything like this, ladies and gentlemen, let us know. Send them. Send in your story to the Abroad Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'd like to know. Uh, we've got one from Catherine who says, Hello, Chris, and coolish man. Yeah. That's your new name, Pete. Um, obviously, as of next year, you're not a top London radio DJ because you're leaving. Coolish man. Maybe coolish man. Could be that replacement. Don't think it fits, though. Um, thank you for both your podcasts and Chris's videos. They help me overcome the barrier of my low, my low confidence, depression and anxiety and travel to Japan earlier this year by myself at 18. Wow. Since the trip, guys, I've, been seen a, I've seen a great improvement in myself and I thank you both very much. Uh, oh, that's nice. Uh, I'm currently studying to be a patisserie chef, and my dream is to own a popular patisserie in Tokyo. While there, I saw super cute uh, all-you-can-eat dessert places, and I was stunned. England needs to catch up. Yes, it does. My question uh, is, are fancy cute patisseries popular in Japan? And do you have any advice on how to make my dream a reality? Thanks to both, Catherine. Ooh, I am behind any idea that involves dessert mm. anywhere um yeah tokyo's got quite a good dessert culture um basically they borrowed a lot of french you know french cuisine is pretty big in japan in general i think it's after japanese cuisine they really like love french cuisine and obviously a big part of french cuisine are the desserts are you a dessert man mr donaldson uh i'm not a dessert man but i've definitely got a sweet tooth uh i love candy candy are mm. you have you been to a patisserie in Japan or in Tokyo before? Yeah, I think there's there's a few around Harajuku, aren't there? A cup of coffee and a slice of cake, lovely old job. I'm not a big cake guy. I like, uh, you know, vanilla slices. <laughs> I like those. Vanilla slice. Yeah, I like those guys. Why Why not? Yeah. Too intense? Say again? Uh. Yeah. <laughs> too, is, is, like, uh, is it too intense, the vanilla slice? No, no, I really, like, van- I really like vanilla slices. They're, they're my favourite things. I don't, like, oh, I, I don't like cake. I like vanilla slices. They're my, they're my favourite uh, dessert. Or tiramisu. Lovely. <laughs> We've learned something new about you yeah, today. Yeah, exactly. It's not just coolishes, it's also vanilla slices. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, I would love to offer you any advice on this, Catherine. Unfortunately, my advice is fairly limited. Starting a business in Japan is costly. Um, my advice, if it was if it was me doing this uh, and starting a patisserie in Tokyo, first I would find a way into Japan with a kind of smaller job, an easier job, like teaching English. Uh, and then I would come here, teach English, network, build some relationships up. Uh, and after maybe a year, I would try and launch my business then in a small shop. I did actually read a story of a British entrepreneur that came to Tokyo and started their own 
um, cake shop, their own bakery, mm. I think, in the uh, Rapongi area. Just Google um, desserts like uh, British Entrepreneurs Cake Shop Tokyo, and it should come up. I think it was featured on the YouTube channel Great Big Story. They do fantastic videos uh, covering topics and entrepreneurship in Japan. Yeah. Um, but maybe follow her up, the girl that did it. I can't remember her name. Follow her up, look at her case study, her example, uh, and get in touch with her, and she should be able to provide advice. It is possible, um, but uh, yeah, starting a business in Japan is a little bit costly. I think you need twenty to $30,000 um, in your bank account to prove to the Japanese government you have enough, in, enough capital in your business to actually get going. Yeah. Um, but do do it, definitely do it. And I think use the fact that you are British to your advantage. Give it a little British twist, a British spin, and I think that'll give it the edge, um, because there aren't many British bakers or British patisseries going on in Japan, so you can certainly stand out a bit. Mm. Maybe have some sort of English tea, throw in some English tea, afternoon tea. They love that here. That could give you the upper hand. That could be your USP. Mm. Good luck, Catherine. All the best. Uh, what we got next, Pete? Um, this is from uh, Gorkum. And uh, got comes from Turkey. I was in London for a, a few days. I noticed that the British people all talk pretty nice to you until you do something wrong, like walk into a restricted area. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not that I was doing it on purpose, but when someone like this, something like this happens, they all sound very harsh. <laughs> um, yeah, I get. I mean, you know, it's restricted areas. Right? <laughs> we we are beset with uh, terrorist, terrorism problems every now and again so it's you know people get <laughs> oh, very God, yeah. people get very uh, angry very quickly uh, and you know at a time where things are things are happening uh, it's only to be to, to, to be understood um, uh, my question is does the sound of speech from Japanese people change a lot if they get angry uh, and secretly I was hoping to see either one of you on the streets especially you Pete you've got a good chance of seeing me on the streets because I obviously live in the centre of town and I'm a big I live above a fish and chip shop so if you can find a fish and chip shop in town, I'm probably above it. <laughs> that is the most British background story ever. Yes. My name's Pete. I live in central London, above a fish and chip shop. Oh, my no stuff less. is greasy. Living the dream, Pete. Mm. And on weekends, I teach magic spells and go to fucking Hogwarts. Um, <laughs> I, what I want to know is what restricted area you walked into, Gorkham. Uh, were you walking across Heathrow, Heathrow Airport, Terminal <laughs> 5 runway? Yeah. What was going on there? <laughs> I think that's fairly understandable that people are going to be a little bit snappy. I got shouted at the first time I went back to the UK um, from Japan. I've been living here two and a half years. I went back for Christmas in 2014 and uh, I arrived, the plane landed late, turned up, walked through the um, immigration. At immigration, there was a really long queue, hundreds of people as far as the eye could see. And I was like, oh, this is funny. This is typical England, you know, typical everything being slow and rubbish. So I took out my camera, my, my phone, basically, mm. to take a photo of me being a bit narcissistic, taking a selfie against the backdrop of the queue. And, like, some, like, security guy was like, what are you doing? Put your phone away! Put your phone away! Like, running over with an MP5 machine gun. <laughs> what are you doing? Ah! And I was like, oh, my God, I've only been back in the UK four minutes, and I'm about to get shot, <laughs> all because I'm taking a photo of a queue. And it turned out you can't take photos or do anything in immigration. Not really sure why. Mm. Any ideas why? I guess uh, terrorism. Just general security, yeah. If you're profiling... Uh, Maybe it makes sense. Profiling a particular security agent or something, I don't really know. How to defeat it. But, I mean, if you are... Yeah. But um, going back to the question, do Japanese people, do they sound different when they're angry? Uh, yeah, they kind of go a bit more high-pitched. They roll their R's a little bit. 
maybe I'm thinking of Yakuza here. Um, I've never, nobody, nobody's ever lost their temper at me, personally. Oh. I've only experienced one time. The guy I mentioned a few weeks back, um, I banged my umbrella into another guy, and he lost his temper. He was like, what are you doing, what are you doing, don't watch out, rah. And I was like, I, that just wasn't a carefully calculated attack, mate. My <laughs> umbrella just bumped into yours. Twat. Um, but no, for the most part, I've not seen much anger. Basically, they just... Well, first of all, they don't get angry. Um, they'll just be like, oh, careful, sorry, can you not go there? Don't do that, please, please. Yeah. Or, as we saw in the previous story from Joel... Uh, sorry, from not Joel, uh, Brian. They'll do the X, they'll cross their arms in the shape of an X, and they'll be like, no, don't do that. But very rarely will someone lose their temper at you unless you do something really bad. Uh, and I not even I know what that would be. I guess it would be walking into a bathhouse or a public institution where you're supposed to take off your shoes uh, and you, you go in with your shoes still on. Yeah, you, you um, might get shot in that you experience. Might you, might, you might get shot. Uh, you might that, get shot. <laughs> Quite rightly so. Mm. Um, but yeah, have you ever experienced the anger of a Japanese person? No, I don't think so. Mr. I'm Dawson. very... Uh, I, I move through Japan very silently, quietly, not making any uh, noise or, or kerfuffle because I appreciate peace and quiet and I am slightly more respectful you, than I usually would be. You very much have a ninja presence, I do, I do. I enjoy it immensely. I enjoy sort of sneaking through town. <laughs> not making a fuss. <laughs> that could be... Last year... We saw Jenny across Japan. Next up, we've got Pete sneaking through Japan. <laughs> Sneak with Pete. Yeah, Through Japan. Um, perfect. Um, but yeah, that's all for now, though, guys. Uh, keep the stories, comments, questions coming in to abroadinjapanpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next time to do it all over again. And in fact, I'll be with you, Pete, next week. Yay. I'm flying all the way to London, and hopefully, riding all goes well, uh, and I don't get shot going through Heathrow Airport this time. I will be sitting opposite you having a coffee and a chat. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a lot of fun. It's a Christmas special. It's a Chris Christmas special yeah. with presents for Pete. We'll have KFC. We can have a unwrapping. <laughs> Pete unwrapping my disappointing Christmas presents. What a way to go. <laughs> but for now, guys, as always, have a great week and we'll be back next Wednesday night to do it all over again. Have a good one. A Merry Christmas. Was a Stakhanov production. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.